Welcome to the Heroes of Reality Podcast, a podcast about the game of life and the hero's journey we all experience. Let's jump in with our host, Dylan Watkins, as he introduces today's guest. Hello, young adventurers. Dylan here. And on today's podcast, I interview Nina Lin. She is the head of the Wonderseed Foundation. She is a wonderful woman who has dedicated her life to helping young children in need with social emotional growth using technologies like virtual reality, artificial intelligence, and many more. We have a wide range of conversations where I talk about um, our work together in New Orleans. We talk about some of the processes that she goes through to arm it up for the day, what she would give in terms of a message to young ones looking to rise up. And a lot of it involves trusting the process, believing yourself, following your intuition, and ultimately letting go of any of the things that do not serve you to step in and to own your true power and your true potential. And so this was a wonderful conversation and I'm grateful to be sharing this with you. So without any further ado, I'd like to welcome Nina Lynn. Hey, Nina, thanks for joining me today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me, Dylan Watkins. This is always great to connect with you. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to have you on the podcast and, and dive in deep with you. How was your, um, how was your Christmas? Christmas was great. Holiday season was restful and peaceful. And uh, New Year's I'm excited about. So hitting the ground running. Very cool. And yours? Yeah, same thing. I think for me, like the Christmas season, it's, it's, there's this kind of like hurry up, Christmas is coming and then it happens in a blast and then it's over and like, oh wait, well that, that just happened. And then it's the start of the new year. So <laughs> great time with family, uh, had, a, had a beautiful time. And so I, I loved it. I'm just, you know, at the same time, you kind of get this like anxious energy to kind of want to start working, start doing things, start moving things forward, you know, new year, that kind of thing. So I'm, I'm excited. Absolutely, me too. So a lot going on, as you know. Oh, I do, yeah. I do. <laughs> well, how about this? Then, uh, how about you let me know um, exactly, kind of, uh, what do you do? What if you could kind of describe what it is it that you do, um, and kind of let the audience know uh, a bit of your background. And so I'm founder and executive director of Wondersea Foundation, and uh, we teach and promote emotional intelligence and we do it through technology primarily and um, storytelling and gamification and all that fun stuff. Super cool. Yeah, the um, social emotional learning is such a critical piece that, you know, in this whole uh, society of us doing more, being more, getting more, you know, you know, industrialization and all that stuff we kind of lost a bit of our humanity so i i love the fact that you're doing social emotional learning and kind of reteaching people how to be humans again um do you Absolutely. yeah um <laughs> with with that um is there something you're certainly passionate about about social emotional learning is there something about it that that um you that excites you about it well, I, you know, I, I, for sure, I'm passionate about it, Dylan, because, you know, social emotional learning is sort of the core of what makes us who we are as humans, right? Mm -hmm. And um, so, 
there, so we, you know, there's, there's the, you know, there's a, there's, we, there's the mind and the brain are two different things and social emotional learning touches on both. Um, so the mind is really the subconscious, the lower mind, which takes up most of our, our mind in general. And then the brain is, is, it's like our computer, it's the processing part. So the mind is the software and the brain is our hardware. Um, and social emotional learning, it, it touches on both. Um, and I just believe that, the, you know, the self-awareness uh, is where it starts. You know, it's, it's, where, it's where healing starts, it's, it's where empowerment starts. Um, so yeah, in, incredibly passionate about it. Beautiful. So we're talking about almost like the, you're talking about the subconscious is like the iceberg underneath the water while the the thinking part of the brain is really the tip that you see but you don't realize there's this all this underwater current stuff happening to everybody that's right yeah that's, that's, that's beautiful right. yeah. um yeah so you know self-awareness if people aren't familiar with what that means it's it's conscious knowledge of one's own character feelings motives desires uh, and fears um, and being able to understand where that comes from uh, and, and to recognize it when those things start to, to um, bubble up in us and how to address them, how to regulate them. Yeah, the way I, I look at a lot of that is being able to switch from being the player in the game to being the dungeon master and being able to switch between those two perspectives of I'm in here playing and then all of a sudden something happens, be able to reflect back and step out of that as a dungeon master, look down and go, okay, where are you at? How are you feeling? Where are you going? What's going on in your world? Okay, adjust, great. And then shifting back to that player, playing the game and that well, cycle. Absolutely, well said. Yeah. One of the things I see uh, in the background is, is be the change you want to see in the world by Gandhi. Do you, wanna, do you wanna talk to me a little bit more about why you have that one up in the background and what does it mean to you? That's, you know, that's, that is really um, one of the quotes that I live by. Uh, you probably find it in every, somewhere around me um, at all times. Because, you know, we, we, we can talk about what we want to see in the world. And, you know, we can wish about what we want to see in the world. And really change starts with, from within. It starts with us. It starts with self-awareness. It starts with understanding um, who we are, why we think and behave the way that we do and how we can um, level that up to becoming the hero version of us, right? And so the hero version of us is where it starts. We, it's, it's, so by doing so, you just start to, um, you, 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 what I would say is do your, do your actions reflect your intention, right? So if you intend to be, to do better, be better, do your actions reflect that? And that's really a, a very simple question that you ask yourself on a daily basis. You know, if I'm going to be the better version of me today and what actions do I take? Uh, to promote that and to support that. 
That's great. The yeah, really looking at like the victim mentality of like I wish everything I wish the world would change, but but not me, right? And that that's the complete opposite of I want the world to change, so I'm going to start with myself, right? Because that's yeah. a, that's a very powerful, empowering statement to be able to actually step into that kind of thought process and then being able to check on it on a regular basis because sometimes we drift or we do things out of fear or scarcity or whatever pops into our world mm -hmm. but having that that mindset of be the change you wish to have in the world and then being able to look at your actions and say really does do my actions support my beliefs if so then it must be an alignment otherwise you get this weird um, misalignment where you you kind of sort of believe something or you want to believe something but then your actions don't really support it and so i think that's kind of now makes sense why that ties back into the social emotional learning and having that that mental awareness exactly that's super cool so this must not have been an easy journey for you to start this nonprofit foundation get up and go into where you are today and continuously be on the grind do you want to talk to me just a little bit about your journey um from where you were to kind of like maybe some of the struggles you've had along the way to get to where you are? Absolutely. So, um, and this is me being vulnerable, Dylan Watkins. You know, this is the, I would say this is the third iteration, you know, of my, of in my lifetime. So this is my third life in this lifetime, right? So I started off in Hollywood, had a, a pretty successful production, television production company and artist management uh, company. And left that world, went into the high finance, private equity world, um, which was exciting and fun. And living my life and something happened, you know, life happens, right? And, and, um, and I believe everything happens for a reason. And, you know, something Thing happened to someone very, very, very special to me, and uh, he suffered a, a trauma, and it led him into taking, um, experimenting with marijuana, and um, and he, you know, suffered uh, psychosis from it, and so me not being able to fix that and help that um, in the midst of it. I mean, thank God he's, he's, he's recovered now, but um, understood, like seeing, you know, if I could have, how could I have prevented this or how could I have helped him process the trauma uh, that he went through so that he didn't have to feel like he needed to go and self-medicate. And so, what happened is, you know, because he, he went into a, a you know, um, a, a fit of uh, psychosis, it led me to study the brain and how uh, drugs affect the brain, primarily psychoactive drugs uh, affect the brain. And, um, and that led me down into this education, a really deep education into neuroscience and, um, me coming from a, a you know Hollywood background, I wanted to make sure that 
it, it was what we were creating was was special and that you know storytelling was a huge component of it because storytelling itself is is very powerful form of um, form of uh, healing and um, and of course me being the geek tech that I am um, wanting to to include the cutting edge technology and at, at that time you know virtual reality and some um, artificial intelligence components to it. And so that's that's what led me to where I am, to creating something that was needed, that wasn't available when um, I needed it or when my loved one needed it. Yeah, uh, it's very motivating um, when a loved one is uh, in pain and you can't help them. Right. right? You feel... You feel helpless to to be able to to help essentially, mm -hmm. and I can definitely see, especially with the nonprofit space of there's a, a personal family or um, a, a personal just issues that you have in life that really create a deep seated meaning for you to really want to get into something and 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 put your heart into it and grow and and be able to. Um, expand a basically create a safe haven for people to be able to um, have a place to go for to develop these types of skills and you're right with social emotional learning um, getting those people skills I guess those overall personal skills and people skills in check to where you can you know where you're at and you can communicate with yourself and you can communicate to other people in an open and vulnerable way, in an honest way, in a loving way, in a connected way, even when you aren't feeling that is so critical. And it's something that I do think we're losing, even though we have all this high-end technology around, there is a bit of us that I think we are forgetting that we are people. And so I think it's, it's really cool that you, you get in, you're getting into the, the social emotional plus technology space because kids aren't leaving technology. They're only running more to it. I just, I spent this this holiday season with my niece and my nephew and it was like it, it it was like the technology is like a magnet and they just keep going back to the magnet and you pull them away and they just run back to it and we're like go outside play be kids and they're like no minecraft and they run in that direction and you're just like <laughs> and so being able to put something that is actually valuable that will teach them lessons and insights I mean, they're not getting away from technology, but being able to build something in there that empowers them for the rest of their life is super powerful, which is, which is, which is awesome. Um, along this path, you know, what do you think have been some of your like your your challenges? You know, you talked a little bit about your origin, but what are some of the challenges that you've had uh, trying to form this nonprofit um, and doing everything with that? Well, um, you know, challenges are are good because you learn from them uh, and, it, and it again I'm gonna use this the terminology it levels you up right and and um, but you know I have to say that for us being you know a, a new um, a newbie in the nonprofit world you know we have we've made you know some pretty good strides in a very short period of time I think the challenge is if it's a challenge um, is that perhaps because we may be ahead of the curve a bit um, that some people may not 
truly understand what we're doing yet. Uh, and, but there are many that do and many that have signed on and that support us and excited about what we're doing. So um, I guess I would say, but, but for the most part, it's been great. We've been very blessed. Well, I mean, that definitely knows, shows that you're a pioneer when you get into the places where people don't fully understand it. And some of the people think it's an amazing idea. Some people think it's a crazy idea. I mean, that's Google. There's so many other places that when they first started out, it's, if it's truly new and innovative, people won't get it until they get it. And then it seems like a dead simple idea, but that's, that's the, the hump you have to cross when doing that type of stuff. So that makes a lot of sense. Um, do you have uh like you, you know with the with the nonprofit and everything you're doing with it is there a holy grail is there something that you ultimately like with the nonprofit like is there um a specific mission or oh my god if i if i was able to do this thing then then i feel like that i did a job job well done at the nonprofit yes so we you know we we um Without getting into our secret sauce, Dylan, you know, we, we, <laughs> you know there, there's high level goals. <laughs> yeah, there, there are several tiers of of uh, holy grails. Sure. Um, but you know, I I I think without going into specifics, we we high level. I think once we're scaled, um, because we're scalable in so many ways, but. I think once we're we're scaled in the U.S., that would be one um, one goal, and I think we're um, we're a couple of years away from that. You know, being completely scaled um, across our country, and then eventually taking it overseas. Um, and then there are other there are other iterations of of what we're doing and that will also you know start to to um show show itself you know reveal itself manifest uh, yeah yeah okay cool so a lot of it's is i mean it's it's increasing the impact size right so it's expanding the impact size to to the u.s and then across uh, other places i know uh, crossing the borders and going to overseas is um, a whole other area. Um, I know we had a whole challenge getting into China with one of our games and there's just, we didn't realize with making a multi-user game that there's a lot of firewall issues in China that we were like, why is our game not working? And they're like, oh, all right. It's some Chinese firewall we got going on. We were able to get around it, but definitely there's some technical hurdles um, making that type of thing happen. Um, if, if you could like, I don't know, like put on a billboard somewhere or leave a message to like an, a young up and coming hero, what would be the one message you would, you would leave to somebody? Um, like if there was somebody, if there was a, someone who's young starting out that, that, that wants to level up their skills and, you know, want to increase the stuff. Is there, is there a message that you'd give to someone on a billboard or something that you could say, this is. Well, um, I think that message on a billboard well i mean if i were to if i were to speak to someone um a kid that 
needed to really hear, um, be empowered by some last words is I would tell them to trust their intuition. And I think so often, you know, we live in a, we live in this rational world and, and, uh, and would, and, that's you know it's good right you know the the having being in touch with your left brain is really important but i think what what's lacking and a lot of the issues that we have is that we're not in touch with the our right brain and um you know the ability intuition is the ability to understand something immediately without the need for conscious reasoning and if we trust, you know, that feeling, that's, you know, if you know anything about Carl Jung, um, he, he brings up this, you know, this term called transrational, which is a mix between intuition and rational thinking. And if you can balance the two, uh, to talk about empowerment, you know, um, you guided Bernstein. Yeah, I haven't I've never heard the term uh I maybe in passing I might have heard transrational, but I didn't know the definition of it. Um but often I one of the things I always I always think about is I always talk to people about like entrepreneurship and whatever they're working on. And I go a, a lot of like the CEO's job or anyone's job when they're trying to build a business or a product or whatever is that there's a balance between listening to other people and trusting your intuition. Right. And that that is a and so I think transrational, I guess, is the definition of that, of the, of the, I'm going to, I'm going to have some rational data from the outside, but I'm also going to trust my gut on this. And that balance yeah. between those two is, is a, it's something that you can't, uh, you, you can't cut it. You can't weigh it. You can't measure it. You can't say, okay, well, it's 30, 20 or whatever that thing is. It's just, it's, it's something that you have to feel and move into, um, but, right. it, but you need real data. Otherwise you're going to live a, a life of fantasy, which is, you know, nobody wants. Um, so would it be trust, trust your intuition? Is that, is that the message? Yes. Yeah. yeah. There you go. It's funny. As I said that, I looked in the background and I'm like, be the change you wish to see in the world. I'm like, well, there is a giant billboard behind her right now. And I was just like, that's <laughs> like, <laughs> when I planted that thought. Um, so being someone who's really uh, deep in the world of social emotional learning and, and helping kids this way. How do you, like on a day-to-day -day basis, stay armored up for the, the, the woes that is, you know, going to battles with life? Like what, how do you armor up on, and, and keep yourself um, fully resilient to just day-to-day -day stuff? Is there, um, that's a really good question, Dylan. I mean, you know, men, I sent you the, the poem that, you know, men, were created, you know, for joy and woes, right? So it's it's just part of of the journey of life is to experience both and to receive both, right, and learn from both. Um, and so how I armor up every day is with gratitude. So gratitude is like this superpower, and when even when you're like in the worst mood or if you're you know even if you're if it could be just as simple as your body rhythm is off because we all have you know rhythm our body has its own rhythm and you know 
when you focus, when you, it's when you bring your awareness to, oh my gosh, like the blessings that you do have in your life, opposed to what you don't have or what you what you have yet to to achieve or um, anything that you know. It, so if you if you focus on just being grateful for the fact that I have this technology, I'm able to to communicate with you or you know, I have this lovely cup of drink here and, or, you know, what, whatever the case is, this beautiful lily that's sitting on my, my desk. Um, but just being grateful for even the small, t small things. I think if you, it, it, not only is it, um, it, is it a, 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 an emotional lift, but it, it, it's, there's science. It changes your brain chemistry when you stay in a state of gratitude. Um, so that is one, one thing, um, very powerful thing. And also, um, I think controlling your thought process, right? So when you start to have a, a, a negative narrative that we all have sometimes that you don't allow yourself to get carried away by, by it. Um, because when you start to believe that, ne that negative narrative is when, when you start to um, unravel. So I would, you know, what is a powerful tool that has worked for me is that when I have a negative thought, whether it's fear, doubt, whatever, anxiety, I don't sit with it. I cancel it I cancel it and I replace it with gratitude so with that yeah I'd love to dive into that a little bit on, on both sides of the thing so if if is there is there a practical tactical in terms of okay so you recognize it and you're like okay I'm gonna cancel this thought out do you think I'm gonna cancel this thought out and I'm gonna you know place on something new or how do you how do you where do you insert the gratitude in the day where do you be how do, how do you become more actively aware that you're running down a negative thought pattern that's not you and it's just your thoughts what are some ways that you can actually become more like if someone was listening to it become more cognizant of those things and, and be able to actually use those things on a daily basis so if you're, you know, usually when we're having um, a negative thought, and I like to, to call it, you know, our, our inner critic, mm. when we have that inner critic that's talking to us, usually you can body scan and you, you'll either feel it in your gut or your heart or, you know, your neck or whatever it is, it, it usually shows up somewhere in your body. And that's a way that you can... Uh, recognize that it's my inner critic that's talking and um, if you're asking for a specific tool you know you can breathe out that anxiety you know through breath work um, and then just simply by saying it out loud because if you speak it vibrationally it's it's powerful if you speak it you cancel the thought and you replace it with a positive thought. So if, if it's, you know, um, I'm, you know, it, it, it's interesting, I'll, I'll give an example. So an, an associate of mine is a very successful business person. And with COVID, you know, he had to shut down 
um, a big portion of their office space. They have about, I don't know, 30,000 square feet of office space, right? So they, want, they needed to cut it down to 15,000, whatever. And in his mind, instead of it being, oh, we are streamlining, he's thinking, his inner critic is saying, oh, I'm a loser. This is, you know, I, I'm, I'm, this is a failure, you know, think so that isn't, that's, and it's not true. So taking that example, um, and canceling it, canceling what he's saying to himself and, and, and replacing it with, okay, we're streamlining our, our process and we'll, you know, by 2021, we will, um, have a better bottom line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's the I love the idea of, of, of speaking out what the thing is and being able to cancel it because a lot of times it it eats up the back half of your brain, right? Where there's something going on, but you're not acknowledging it. You don't actually, you know, it, but you need to first acknowledge it, bring it to an existence to be able to dismiss it and say, okay, I recognize this. This is what's going on in my head, my heart, my world, whatever that might be. I'm actively choosing this other option um, as, the, as a power thought process. Otherwise, you'll have this. You'll, you'll go to take the you'll go to take the action but you'll have that wavering doubt of whatever the thing might be like I'm a loser I messed up or that inner critic um, and I love the idea of speaking it outwards and, and communicating that to get it out there so you can name it and then be able to cancel it so that's 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 great um, <clears throat> do you have any um, I guess uh, personal stories or the things that you've had, that you've seen impactful that you've you've been a part of with um, with uh, Wonderseed, and that you're like there's a, a even a personal story with one person or somebody that you're like this is great and that's a, something that brings you joy or excitement or some sort of um, uh, impact even on a on a personal story level that you felt was um, empowering. Oh, I mean. Are you know we we going down to New Orleans for uh, the Phase One pilot was incredibly impactful and those there were many personal stories um, and just watching you know the kids go through the program and actually transforming before our very eyes I mean that was incredible uh, and I look forward to more of that um, in the upcoming year but anything specific. Um, you want to, you know, I, I'm not sure, Dylan. <laughs> I was more of an open table kind of conversation. Yeah. Uh, uh, we, you know, just to, to clarify, yeah, we, uh, um, we did some amazing um, heartfelt work in New Orleans. And uh, just by the grace of God, the, the world opened up that allowed us to go in to be able to work with them. Uh, the, we were in the eye of the COVID storm and we just kind of, we got into Literally. it. Yeah, we got to do our work, uh, and you're right. They they definitely had a lot of transformation, and there was a, they 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 took them like a like a fish to water uh, with a lot of this stuff. And then, literally, as as we, you know, uh, ended that phase, everything shut down, and we just flew away. Like it, it felt like an Indiana Jones movie where we were being chased. You know, we're like, gotta get out, go go go. Um, but yeah, a lot of a lot of amazingly impactful work over there. I just didn't know if there's. Um, something that stood out to you. Uh, <laughs> so that's what I was, I was asking. Well, well, I mean, I guess just for my own transformation, 
completely dedicating, you know, leaving the world of commerce and, you know, Hollywood and really like stepping full, full stop into philanthropy and service. That is, has been an incredible, incredible journey. Um, and has been, you know, my soul has been, it's just so fulfilling. And I, you know, my soul has found its home in, in this space of, you know, service. And so I think um, another, I think another, you know, another message I would leave to you know, the viewers is, you know, when you step outside of yourself, that's when the magic happens. Um, that's when true magic happens. So when you're feel, if you're feeling down or if you're feeling like you're in a rut or if you are, you know, find yourself in a place in life where you're not happy with what you're doing or um, it's becoming monotonous or whatever the case, right? If you step outside of yourself and step into serving someone else, that you'll feel, you will feel, you will you'll feel the magic that um, that you have yet to experience. Yeah, stepping outside of yourself is a is a challenge for people because you get so get so sucked into your world and then your stories become your reality. Um, do you have any advice for like how to step out of yourself? Do you have any any, any ways that you like? You kind of talked about it before about speaking into existence. I think that was a powerful way to to kind of get out of those thought processes. Is there any other um, thoughts you had about um, ways to step out of yourself? Yes, I mean, I mean that's that's not a that you know that's that hard question. question. <laughs> that, can that you give me the meaning of so life, please? That was <laughs> that so many different you know answers to it. But if you're asking in terms of service, if you're asking in terms of just overall you know well being. So if if it's overall well being, if oh. you if you want to step outside of yourself, an easy simple tool, and I and I don't mean to sound um, you know. But it's it's breath work, right? So if you take a moment and you stop and you just concentrate on your breath and allow yourself to be there without judging, without thinking you have to quiet, you don't have to quiet your mind. You just focus on your breath and just listen to yourself breathe and just be in the moment with you and I think that once you continue to do that consistently, it's going to be easy for you to step outside of what you, you know, our vehicle, your consciousness, and you'll be at a point where you'll be looking at yourself mm. um, and watching yourself, right? So you'll be connected with your, your higher self. And um, that's where you want to be, right? So you call it higher self or higher intelligence whatever you want to call it your higher mind um and being in that space is a powerful space to be because that's a space where you can speak into existence um and manifest the things that you want in your life um but the goal is to 
is to have you know pure intentions. So that's where it comes back full circle to service. So if your intent is if your intention is all about your ego and yourself, you probably have a more challenging time. But if your intention is about service, the universe will conspire to to move you forward. I love that. It was it's funny when you're talking about the breath work and. Um... It reminded me when I was talking earlier about the uh, my niece and my nephew who it's like a magnet. The video games, the mm -hmm. technology is like a magnet. I mm -hmm. feel like the same way that we kind of do that with life a little bit. We're like, oh, I gotta go do a thing. I gotta do an errand. I gotta do. I gotta go. I gotta do. I gotta work on a thing. I gotta go work at whatever the things might be. But just being with your breath is like pulling kids away from that technology. Are you kind of like, okay, look, I understand Minecraft's great, but just stop and breathe for a bit you know go go through it and and you know and and do that i and so that's what i almost remind me of that breath work is very similar to the hey like i know video games are great i know life is great but just take a moment let's just be with yourself for a second and just be and then you can kind of carry on so uh i think that's i think that's great <laughs> Uh, the kids probably don't think it's so great but yeah. you know if you start if you you know if the kids have a it's just like anything else you know if it comes if if it's a practice for them that they do mm -hmm. uh, it will just serve them so it, it would just serve them well you know the earlier they learn it the better yeah. um but you know but I, i've i've i have binged on video games too so you know you can't blame them on that we, we're all there no i it, it, i completely <laughs> agree i completely agree is is the the thing with the technology and everything else is that it's all great in small do net and there's nothing wrong with netflix but there might be something wrong with watching netflix for five days straight and not doing <laughs> anything else so it's just every like we, we we want that balance right we can't be completely I'm a productive machine with no feelings whatsoever, but you can't be, I'm all feelings, but I'm not productive whatsoever. You know, yeah. there's just, you gotta find this balance, right? Yeah. So the, yeah. the, the, like the breath work to kind of recenter then carry on with your day. Um, have you had mentors as you've gone through this process? Is there people like uh, in, in any of these spaces or anywhere that you're like, these have been, whether they've been virtual mentors and you just looked at them from afar via the internet or you've actually had them in person? Do you have certain ones, certain mentors that you, you look at? and You know, I, well, yes and no. I, I think that, um, you know, mentors for me show up in different guises uh, over the years. It, it, it's not just one person. I think, um, I think... Understanding, uh, okay, so one mentor that stands out, uh, he, you know, former congressman, um, senior guy who has been doing the good work, like fighting the good fight, and um, learned a lot from him about, about service, about um, staying, you know, staying true to the cause in the midst of power because power can be corrupting you know um so learning a lot in that 
from him in, in that regard. Um, but I think a mentor for me is, you know, someone like the Dalai Lama or um, someone that lives by their word, um, that, they, that they are what they preach. Um, and, and that could be anyone. That, that could be, you know, a young child that, that you know, is, is completely authentic. Um, it, so I think being, allowing ourselves to be real and be authentic, our authentic selves and um, to be honorable and noble, you know, in a world where those qualities are, are um, few and far in between, right? So, so yeah, I've, I've been blessed with, with having um, those different types of mentors that, that come in for a season um, or, for, or even for a moment, you know? Yeah. Not all mentors are meant to be around forever. You know, often you, you learn what you do from them. You, you carry on and maybe you come back to them or maybe you just you find new ones. But they're just kind of they, they help you kind of get to a place and they don't always hit the same time. Uh, the the Dalai Lama is a is a is a pretty bold mentor. Like I mean, there's definitely some high standards to live up to. That 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 guy. But I noticed that the the most high level mentors or the other people kind of act a little childlike. They kind of they they got some words of wisdom, but then there's like this childish like giggles or things that and come that's out of them. And so important. Our inner child. We have to keep our inner child, you know, nurtured for sure. It's beautiful. And, and, and then it's also incredibly interesting when there's uh, children that say words of wisdom that you're like, huh, you're like, how old are you? Where'd you get that from? You right. know? And so, yeah, that, that, that wisdom can come from anywhere. Exactly. Uh, and it just shocks me when it comes from like little kids. I'm like, what was I doing all of your age? I don't know if I was that smart. I'm not too sure, <laughs> but I like it. So. I, I think you were, Dylan. I, <laughs> I don't know about you're, you're, you're an old master yourself. So. <laughs> I don't know um, about that. Yeah. No, but it's, it's really interesting to see the, like, like where you get knowledge and where you get insights. Because, yeah, the universe is always teaching. It's always showing you things, whether it's Dalai Lama or, the, or a child. So there's always... Yeah, I, sorry, go ahead. No, go for it. No, go for it. No, I was going to say that, you know, that's that's an interesting question. And I think you probably you know, have heard uh, in asking that questions, you know, a lot of people would would um, say, you know, oh, they would look to someone that guides them or, you know, in, in, in the world of commerce, right, and how to be successful in, in um, making money or, um, you know, achieving in that field. I think that's what most people look to, but I, I think um, that only takes you so far, you know, having, having, you know, by the grace of God, having made, had be successful in my own life, um, it, it just t only takes you so far, Dylan. Um, and it, it, you know, there's the wealth, the true wealth comes from the soul, from you feeding your soul. Um, and and really understanding, connecting with what it is that fulfills you. Because, you know, you could have a billion dollars in the bank and um, still be bankrupt of spirit, you know? 
Um, so another message that I would give, you know, our, our up and coming um, heroes is that follow your passion and, and what fulfills your soul. And don't and don't attach your identity and success to how much money you have in the bank. So talked a little bit about contribution, but you said do what fills your soul. Is there other activities that comes to mind when you think of filling up your soul or feeding your soul? Um yeah, I mean, I, I think having a a spiritual practice, and I don't mean that you need to be religious or you know go to church on Sunday or or, or um, Sabbath on Saturday. I, I mean, having a spiritual practice, like whether it's going for a walk in nature, um, you know, once a week, or whether it's um, like I said, breath work, or whether it's reading you know scripture or reading you know a, a, a book that um, helps you to develop your sense of self um, and self-awareness and um, so yeah I think having consistently having that type of practice every day and of course you know you are what you eat so be mindful of what you put into your temple um, that's a big, that's a huge factor. I think, um, you know, we all like to, to have junk food sometimes and, you know, in moderation, but for the most part, you know, you want to, if you're gonna drive a Ferrari, you wanna make sure that you put the best fuel in the tank and make sure that um, it runs smoothly. So in order to connect, you know, with a, a, a clear, conscious it uh it's you have to take care of your your temple you know it's like your temple is your antenna so you want to make sure it's clean yeah uh it's i've noticed that with each of the holiday seasons is like primarily what knows like the holiday seasons what's holiday season sugar it's about as much sugar <laughs> as you can as you can take but sugar will run you rampant like bounce off the walls and you know, I've seen I've seen that, and so it's funny going because I mostly don't have a lot of sugar. Primarily, most of my diet doesn't consist of it. But the holiday season, especially around being nieces and nephews, I went I went over. I was like, "Wow, I don't feel so good." I'm like, "Wonder what this is about." But you're right. There is a, there is this weird body connection that you get when you actually when you when you purify your body, whatever that might be, and you're only taking things in, you get like a cleaner connection to yourself and to whether a journal or you, you go on these walks, whatever, it's, it's more clear versus there's like this weird monkey mind going on in the back of your head when you're, when you have a bunch of uh, junk going through your system, you need to kind of like clear all of that out. Um, so that makes a lot of sense about kind of need a pure body so that you can have a pure mind so you can have a pure spirit going along that path. Absolutely. So, that's super, super interesting. You're pretty, you're pretty good at that. Dylan? I, 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 I wave. I, I, 100% <laughs> on, nothing. 
And then when I'm off the wagon, I am off the wagon into the trenches and I am off. And then I go, okay, got to, got to pick up my things, got to get back on, got to have my, my large giant jug of green drink. Can't see it here, but as you can tell, I, uh, I try, <laughs> I try to do the additive diet. So, but you're on point. You're definitely on point. I'll give you, I'll give you, uh, you, you definitely practice what you preach in that area. This is like, you're just, you're, I commend your, uh, willpower being in new orleans with you and the the deliciousness that is all around us it is uh they they're not they're not much for salads over there so <laughs> i mean you cannot you can't order one green thing on the menu i no. <laughs> i mean my goodness yeah coming from california they're really 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 different amazing people super kind very loving uh, uh delicious food but not health conscious i would say not, not on the, <laughs> the to-dos um so is there anything that you think in terms of, uh, you know, going on this hero's journey for you? Um, are there skills you're looking to develop? Are there things that, as you're on this path of growth that you're like, oh, I, I want to hone these skills or these abilities? Is there anything along your path of growth that you're still looking to discover? Of course. I think we all are constantly growing and learning. Um, I guess the skill for me, um, if I could hone my sense of patience better, I mean, I'm pretty good. I've come a long way, um, but I can still, you know, I can still get, I mean, I, I get, you know, so excited about things. So, and I can like see what, what needs to be done and, you know, let's do it now. And sometimes, you know, the world has to, to work in its own time. Um, and there's always a reason for that. So sort of, you know, calming my inner child, you know, that wants to like do it now and get it done. And um, so, yeah, so so settling her down sometimes. Mm -hmm. Patience, yeah. It's a, it's a challenge, especially with getting so excited and seeing like there's opportunity for impact and really, you know, what can be done. You know, there's, especially in, in the world of technology too, it's like, what's possible and then there's what what can be done it's always patience is a is you know an ever-growing game and i've noticed that the 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 older we get like my niece and nephew no patience Who's getting older uh, we're all getting older right now we were we are older right now than when we started no, I'm not i'm not older. <laughs> <laughs> get that uh, i don't think you can still you can still, <laughs> you can still you can still be younger uh but get older you know there's a if you look at a lot of these like longevity people, um, they're there's like they're like I refuse, I refuse to get older. And some people are doing it. They actually they have their stem cells where they analyze their stem cells, and it shows your like your DNA age. And there's people that are actually reversing their DNA age where they look at their their thing and they're like, oh, this was this, and I'm actually getting younger. How? Um, Tell me more. Um, there's a bunch of different people in the longevity space, people like David Sinclair, um, who wrote the book, um, Lifespan, or uh, another guy like Ben Greenfield, who's a famous, world-famous biohacker, um, takes stem cells and injects them in them and does all these other crazy oh. types of things. There's a bunch of things that they do. Uh, definitely a lot of it's diet, right? Because diet is like the number one thing. But then there's all these additional things that they that they do. But there's 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 what do you call them? Uh, biohackers and um, longevity experts. So, but David David Sinclair's lifespan, his book is really good. Um, 
he's got a crazy story about trying to basically end um in death and aging oh. to get rid of it so and he's a he's a he's a beast he's over at stanford so um i have some friends that are working with him you know that i'm going to ask you an existential question right sure that because that you know so okay. ending death i mean how do you feel about that dylan do you think that is that's in you know that that's part of the the divine order of things no i think it's ending death so i think it's a noble mission and we all want more out of life uh but there are times that i've seen just in, in personal like situations and stuff that sometimes people are ready and they accept it because they feel like they've had a long and fulfilled life um at the same time it's like i don't know like it's were we meant to and are we meant to i mean were we meant to have the internet where we could zoom across the planet and connect i mean there's a lot of things that we've we've been able to solve um, that we go, well, is that the natural order of things? I wouldn't mind a couple extra hundred years. That'd be nice. You know, get a couple, couple more hundred years to work on some other things. But I don't know, uh, I think until I get to that age uh, where I'm like, you know what, I'm, I'm ready. I don't, I, don't, I don't know, I'm not at that feeling yet to be ready. So in my mind, it's more of a, can't, is it too selfish? Can the planet take it? Is that something that's really fair to do to the planet? I mean, we're um, think about our population at this point, right? So we're already overpopulated. Yeah. Well, we're, yeah, we're overpopulated, and we're also at the point that the way that we harvest resources and things like that is is not great. And so, like the fish, right. what we're doing to all the fish in the planet, there's a lot of a lot of things that are detrimental. So if we could find a way to sustainably do it. And it, and it and it and it had like a net positive result on the planet. I would be I'd be open to it, but I want to be like, I'm gonna live for an extra 200 years, but the planet's gonna go down quicker. Like I don't know if I'd, I'm down with that that whole thing, you know. Um, so, yeah. but it it I I do believe um, I do believe that there's like it doesn't stop. I think we're gonna go through a cycle of things wherever we end up with things like that. I think we'll just we'll. We'll, we'll go to another phase of what we are may not be Dylan floating in space it might be something entirely different. Um, but I don't think at that point I'll care. Like, it's like the question of, it's like, are you afraid to die? And then all the things that are going to happen behind that. And it goes, well, are you afraid to never be born? Right? Like think about all the time before you were born, it wasn't really a thing, right? You can't really think of it. It's nothing you're really afraid of, even though, you never were around. So I don't really, I think this is from like Alan Watts, but I can't fear a thing that isn't an experience. And if you're dead, it's not really, you can't experience that as a human. So no need to be afraid of it. So, but I do think it's natural. That is a, about as existential as I can get on the topic. So. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. I hear what you. about you? What about you? Do you think it's, a, is it, is it something that like, if you could, if you could take a pill and live forever, would you do it? Absolutely not. I would not. I would not do it. No. What about an extra hundred years? What do you think? <laughs> it depends on, you know, if I were able to, to be able to see forward and, and what my purpose would be um, for the next hundred years. Otherwise, I wouldn't want to just be here just to, you know, just to hang out for the next hundred years. I think if I were to extend my time here, it would certainly be for a purpose. Um, you know, to, to help to shape the future of, 
where we're headed um, that's more sustainable and um, uh, connected um, as humans and planet. But I, I most certain having experienced, you know, death in my life, I think that, um, you know, it's painful and all that, but it's, it is part of the natural order of things. And um, I just think that when it's your time, it's, you know, it's your time and, and, and you go out with grace, hopefully. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, and I just, you know, and I, and I, I get, I get why some people are afraid of death, but, you know, I just, you're, I'm like you, I, 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 there's no fear about around that. I, I, it's to me, it's like, you know, if it's meant to be, it will be. Yeah, there's definitely when I, the, when I come across the like the no fear thing, it's like if it happens in the future, I have an issue. I mean, if a bear came charging to my door right now, I might I might freak out a little bit. <laughs> just go, oh my god, <laughs> like, run! Well, I, I wouldn't want to go out like that. <laughs> hey, no, nobody wants to go out and get eaten by a bear. That's no fun. <laughs> well, my friends keep on trying to take me lobster diving uh, to go do that um, because it's so cool. Where? Um in the uh, he's got some places i don't know where but somewhere on on you know uh, so, i'm not gonna say huntington beach but like along the coast yeah so, there's, there's yeah so yeah i've gone lobster diving before you do uh, that was it nighttime or daytime it was daytime it was in turks and caicos mm. so so the guy like speared the lobster while we were all under the water and speared the, and then brought the lobster up put it in the boat Went to this little island, cooked it up on the grill. Wow! It was amazing. Yeah. Were you holding your breath, or did you have like a scuba tank? Was it a scuba tank? No, I was holding my breath. You're holding your breath. Yeah. Yeah. I have a friend of mine um, who does. He does night times because the lobsters come out at night. So you got to go in the ocean at nighttime, and he does breath holding. So he holds his breath, swims down, grabs a lobster on the ground, swims back up, and and holds the lobster. The only problem is that there's been a giant influx of great white sharks that have going oh on here. Oh God! So because of like global conditions, they've come a lot closer in to, to feed on the food here, and so there's a lot more great whites that we've had in the area. Um, and he's just like, well, it's my time, it's my time, and he'll just swim that. But he does occasionally show up at my house with like two lobsters, and he goes, "Let's barbecue!" And so, uh, you know, that's the you know, truly like living in the moment and embracing it, even if there are monsters, you know, rolling around you at nighttime, because the water's pitch black. I don't know if you've been in the water at night, um, any of the situations. So, uh, but that's definitely uh, one of those situations that you want to feel the most alive. It also has the most risk and it gives you the most sensation of like, you go, you, you know, hunter gatherer, claim food. I have this while avoiding the monsters that be you know, but, uh, you know, as you're, as you're telling that story, you know, it's a good analogy um, for life itself, Dylan, mm -hmm. you know, um, like, you know, going into the darkness where, you know, it's, it's this mysterious, vast darkness that where you, you just know, you don't know what's in there, but you know that there, that if you um, stay true um and consistent you know and focused and the lobster being you know life goals whatever um and you 
getting to that, you know, getting to that moment, like getting through all of that, the darkness and getting to that, that the moment where you, um, where you, you know, you, you're holding your prize in your hand and whether it's self-realization or whatever that is for you, that is a really good analogy um, because you do have to take risks in life, you know, calculated risks, yes, but you do have to take risks and you do, sometimes you just have to do it and sometimes you don't know where, where it's going to lead you. Um, but just to trust, uh, to trust the, the, you know, to trust yourself in, in moving moving ahead with it. Yeah. Well, it's so great. And it's one of those things uh, when you're talking about calculated, the first thing that went in my head is, well, you got to calculate how hungry you are, right? Are you willing to go in the water to go get that thing? And it could be for you. It could be for your family. It could be for whatever whatever motivates you to, to go in that water. But there are monsters and the, the danger is real, but at the same time, so is the prize, whatever it is. But you have to be willing to go into the water. Otherwise, you'll stay on the shore yeah. you know wishing and wanting and hoping and waiting you know one of the things that i always think about is you know men and women live lives of quiet desperation and mm -hmm. they often go to the grave you know having songs unsung and uh that's that's really what when you said that made me think about that is yeah it's terrifying it's scary you don't want to do it but then if you go through and you actually make it out you have so much more belief in yourself exactly uh, you know, well said yeah, beautiful and um we're coming to the end here. Uh, I'd like to say, is there, um, is there any last words you have before I ask people how do they get a hold of you? Be the change you want to see in the world. Beautiful, beautiful. And if people want to get a hold of you um, and your nonprofit and what you do, how do they reach out to you? Check us out at wonderseafoundation.org. So wonder with like Wonder Woman and wonderland and wonderful so wonder seed foundation dot org dot org wonder seed foundation dot org beautiful well nina it is always a pleasure thank you so much for your time i really appreciated this this was a a, a fun conversation so I, I really appreciate this and i look forward to seeing you soon thank you dylan Watkins. have a good right, happy thank you for listening to the heroes of reality podcast Check out heroesofreality.com for more episodes. While you're there, you can also take the Heroes Quiz to find out what kind of hero you are. Or, if you have a great story and want to be on the podcast, tell us why your hero's journey will inspire others. Thank you for listening. See you on the other side.